freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. Jay Buter just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airline Studio. On Seattle Sports Station. Well, we're going to excuse you from the interview. It doesn't really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen in Ballard. Now here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! All right, final hour for our show today. And uh, in order to make sure we have time for everything, we're going to jump right into some buy or sell. We've got a lot of options today to choose from. And so uh, it's going to be a new pitch clock version, rapid fire, buy and sell. Uh, Mora's got us covered. Mora, what do we have today? Let me get my soul. Hello. Uh, what? Yeah. Oh. I was still, mm. <laughs> still trying to fade oh. out our open oh. music and everything. Went too quick here. All right. Sorry. Speed by or sell. First up, the Eagles pass rush will dominate the Chiefs like Tampa Bay did. Bye. Ooh, like Tampa did? Bye. You have to buy it, Brock. Why do I have to buy it, Because Michael? you said the Eagles are going to destroy the Chiefs. Yeah. They're going to destroy their run game, just as the Bengals did. And their pass rush will be good. They're, they're not as elite, I don't think, as Tampa's group was. Five-second clock. Um, <laughs> Could you just answer the stupid question? So, I'm going to sell that. I'm not gonna, it's not going to be the pass rush. Eight, she's nine, she's a ten, I know. She got, I'm going to sell that You're one. like the human rain delay. You're going to have the biggest problem with the pitch clock of anybody. Watch your mouth. <laughs> All right, next up. Jalen Hurts is the best Super Bowl quarterback story since Tom Brady's sell. first. <laughs> Who's been a better one? Sold. Sell. In the back row. Who's been a better one? I'm just selling it. Well, you have to have a, at least some reasoning. You nope. told him he had to be fast. No, let's go. Fast. See, I'm not even thinking right I now. Mean, I'm just, just throwing. you're just pitches like a like <laughs> that's like Will Ferrell and that's right. throwing and those snowballs rapid Probably going to make a mistake, but you know what? I'm going fast. All right. Well, I will say true. I think it's the best story of the Super Bowl for a quarterback since Tom Brady, you know, was the late round pick that he was. Tom Brady coming back to Tampa or Tom Brady like way back in 2000? 2000. Oh, come on. 2002. Yeah. Russell Wilson was 5'10 and 5'8 in the third round. Not as good a story as this. Second round pick in year two that everybody had basically forgotten about. Who's leading his team in a way that Russell was not. Forgot about. They built their whole team around it. They built the whole RPO scheme. Big bullies run game. No, no. That's a bad take. All right, buy or sell. Gino was the best value uh, quarterback in the league in 2022. Well, we went through this earlier. I guess I have to sell it because yep. the best value quarterback in the league was Jalen Hurts. She's an eight. She's a nine. She's a ten. I know. See what happens when we do rush by sell. It sucks. Yes. It's like the pitch count. It sucks. Don't rush me. And don't have me. Like Salk and Justin were kind of ganging up on you. I, I agree, Maura. Why do we got to rush this? <laughs> People don't want to rush by cell. Uh, they want thoughtful, provocative, entertaining. Radio. Are you going to answer these questions or just yeah. stop more? Are you afraid to answer these questions? Not at all. Did, are you done? You just said, yes. uh, because I said it earlier. I already told you my answer. Go. He was the single best value. No, that's, that's, I'm selling that. He was top five. So, in the back row. If not top three. And, you know, we'll see real clearly what the market thinks about him and just how valuable he truly is here in the weeks ahead. All right. Aaron Rodgers plays for someone not named Green Bay in 2023. Bye. I, I don't even, it's finally even, time. It's yeah, finally time. It's just right? time. 
It's time. It's, it's that it, Brett Favre time. It finally got that way with Brett. Yeah. It finally got to such a point there. And I think Schneider was there, right? And Ted Thompson and all that. They're just finally, okay, we got to. I mean, you heard him talking over the weekend at the Pro-Am where he was like, you know, just basically like where I'm going to go next. It wasn't even right. including. And he wasn't even high and hallucinating on Hiawatha. Is that what it was called? No. Ayahuasca. Oh, ayahuasca. Almost at it. Uh, Tom Brady will <laughs> see, actually... See all the mistakes when you go fast? See? <laughs> see? Tom Brady will actually wait until 2024 to broadcast for Fox. Well, it sounds like that's what he's doing, right? That's what he told Colin Cowhart yesterday. Well, you're the Fox guy. You buying it? I'm buying it. And he's got my cell. I'm waiting. He's going to just shadow a lot of us. He wants oh, to see really? how, to, how to do the draw. That would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. I'll, what, I'll, but I'll would say it? whatever Brock says here. But, yeah. would it be, but would it be fun? You have Tom Brady looking over your shoulder? I think it would be pretty fun, unless he's wearing that weird underwear thing that he was oh, posting about was yesterday. It? What was that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. Shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. You know what would make that picture look a little better for Tom is if he had a little more hair. No, no, no. Get hold on. Get some say. back hair. Get that man some chest hair, <laughs> stomach hair, shoulder hair, leg hair. He looks hairless. He looks like a newborn babe. <laughs> Get that man some manly chest hair. No, no, no. Get that man some real man hair. Some cheese. You were checking out that picture, weren't you? Look at you. I mean, you didn't see the picture? (laughs) I I saw the the picture. Um, I couldn't tell how much hair he had on his body. I wasn't looking at his... Really? Oh, what the were you looking guy? at? The what body were you looking guy at? didn't know. No, body guy didn't. Looking at his chest and his shoulders. What were you looking at? Body guy did not look at whether or not he had a lot of <laughs> I hair. I, I, I'm just saying. You would have noticed if he did, though. So you did notice. You just it just wasn't there. Anyway, the, my, it's like third or fourth on the list of things he knows. The Seahawks will use the. Franchise. Do you wish you had less hair? Like really? Of course I do. <laughs> what are you talking about? Protects you from the sun. It does. The I, I would get rid of it as fast as I could. Okay, if you had a choice to go like Josh Dobbs, zero body hair, zero eyebrows, I'm top not your head hair, zero. No, no, not no you're not doing that. No. Now, if you ask me, would I rather be granted two inches of height or lose all my body hair? I'll take the height because I can at least shave the hair. <laughs> Could do something about the hair. The height can't help that. All right. Well, instead of buy or sell, we're doing would you rather. Now. Right. That's fine. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks will use the franchise tag on Gino. I'm buying this. I'm selling it. I'm with Condota. It's too big a risk. They say no. They don't do it. Sold in the back row. And now he will not play next season. That's where Condota said it. He won't play on that number next year. Too big a risk. But I think they do it. Uh, and if they need to trade him. And that's part of a trade situation for another draft pick, for a dominant player, for another quarterback, for any number of reasons. But I think that's where that thing is headed. All right. Bryce Miller makes the Mariners opening day roster. Ooh. I'll buy it, despite what Jeff Passan said. I think when you have 102 miles an hour, whatever he throws, they find a way to get him onto the roster. Then, And yes, that doesn't mean he can't get stretched out at a later date to be a starter. But the way the season is going to work, they, ha- they don't get the extra pitchers that they had at the beginning of last year. But they still have the stupid rule that forces them to, uh, to carry so many hitters. And I think they're going to need guys who can take multiple innings in their bullpen. And if you've got a guy who can throw 102 and he can throw multiple innings, I think that may actually have some value for them right off the bat. What is the question again? 
Uh, Bryce Miller makes the opening day roster. Makes the opening day roster. Yeah, I'm buying that. Wow. I'm buying that. And, and, and I'm buying it a little bit. You know, we did the exercise yesterday of what do we learn from history? What have we learned from the Seahawks' previous off-seasons and acquisitions and free agency and trade? I am buying that this group will give him the opportunity. When you're that talented, Matt Brash, you make the roster. When you're that talented, Julio Rodriguez, you make the roster. When your talent is is that unique and you're that tradey and productive, you're going to make the roster. So, yeah, I think he makes the opening day roster. Uh, one hero that we didn't get time for was Salk Squares on the Air again. How dare Ooh. you? Who put that on there? I don't know. I would do that. You keep me making fun of my body hair. There's a oh, decent chance I will. Second rule. She's an eight. She's a nine. She's a ten. I know. She got ruby red lips, blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm about to bid my heart goodbye. I'll tell you what might get me to swear is if Brock keeps stalling on answering all these questions. Eventually, I'm just going to start cursing over here. You have to not stall. I just don't like to be rushed. Did we get, how many did we get through? We got through a record by sell. Why? Because I sped it up. <laughs> no, I didn't want to. Brock, remember? You know who you feel you like right now? You got to talk to him in yeah. quarterback yeah. terms. Hey, you feel like Brock, Holmgren to me. Faster! Faster! Two minute drill. And it, go. Was that good for me? It wasn't good for me. No, it wasn't. Neither was this, quite frankly. You weren't on top of your game. That's why you got so many of them wrong. We'll come right back, give you everything you need to know, and we're ranking things at 945. Don't go anywhere. It's Brock and Salk. Seattle Sports on 710. SeattleSports.com this hour brought to you by 3010. Weight loss for life. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Feels like every day we talk through some of the quarterback decisions the Seahawks have to make. We come up with at least a little bit more information or at least another angle that needs to be part of the equation. It just goes to show how challenging a job John Schneider has as he's got to walk through this. I said it earlier. He's got to figure out his quarterback situation without sacrificing what he needs to do defensively because that defense needs a huge influx of talent through the draft, through free agency, through the trade market. However you can do it, they need more. So how do you do that without hurting the quarterback spot? Bob Condota yesterday said that he'd be stunned if the Seahawks ended up franchise tagging Geno Smith and paid him at that level for one year. Lewis Riddick says, well, you need to figure out and keep the quarterback situation in good shape. Geno wasn't the reason why this team couldn't take a further step or or a further jump this year. And I don't think that cap space is necessarily something that you have to safeguard to the degree where if you have some more cap space and you do get a young quarterback in there, that that cap, cap space that you will then gain will allow you to go out and get some players that will get you over the hump with a young quarterback. I don't necessarily believe that to be the case. Yeah, it is. I mean, the further you just continue to peel this and peel this, the layer after layer after layer is you could spin yourself dizzy. Well, what about that? Well, what about this direction? Well, what about this? Well, what about this prospect? Well, what about this free agent? You know, and, and how are teams going to handle their free agents? You know, I think we're all excited about Deron Payne, and we're all looking at this top 50 free agent list, top 10 free agent list, because they do. The Seahawks do have cap space. But who's to say many of those teams don't franchise those players as well? So who will even be available? All I know is this. At the end of the day, there's a reason that Pete was bouncy. There's a reason the day after the season ended and Pete sat down with you and I, he was energized in a way that neither of us had seen in our 12 exit interviews with him because he knew for the first time they've got flexibility. They've got draft capital. They've got cap space. They've got true opportunities this offseason. 
and some young talent to build upon, a young core and foundation to build upon to answer so many of these questions. Here's the second thing you need to know. Interestingly, that also kind of describes the Kraken right now. Some young talent to build around. Lots of draft capital coming up once again in next year's draft from the trades they made last year. And they still have some cap space for uh, available as well. So uh, nice to see them getting back to health. They practiced yesterday before their return to action tonight in Long Island. Matty Beneers, Jaden Schwartz, Justin Schultz all returning to practice, which was great news. Jacob Megna, their new signing or new trade acquisition rather from San Jose. He was there as well. Don't know if he play yet tonight but yeah they're in good shape now heading into the second half of the season essentially fully healthy and ready to make a real playoff push well it's good everyone's healthy because this road trip out of the break is uh, not easy peasy lemon squeezy four of the five have winning records it starts with the islanders tonight then they go to new jersey a dominant team uh, the rangers uber talented actually a bunch of these teams you're looking up to in the points column not in your division but overall in hockey the last road trip the, the what the eight gamer where they send a NHL franchise record of going on the road with consecutive wins. This isn't quite that test. It's five, but these are four or five really good teams they'll face. Here's the third thing you need to know. Well, things are certainly changing now in Denver, where Sean Payton has made it very clear that he is the one in charge. That means a little less social media action. The work, the work has started. Um, you know, this. I kind of use this term... You know, a little bit more anonymous donors this season, you know, where we're not, you know, just know that we're working, uh, but a little bit less visib- visibility on social media and all those other things. Like, we're going to get to work, and ultimately it's how we do in the fall. Um, so we kind of go from there, and then, and then we kind of earn it with our fans, and, and we've got fantastic fans that uh, will appreciate that. That was just one thing. He also said that the the whole personal coaches in the building thing, that's going to end. He was pretty pointed in in making it very clear that he's going to be the one running the show, not the quarterback. Well, we talked about this earlier. He is a branch off whom's tree? The Big Tuna. Yeah. And Mr. Parcells, what did he think of celebrity quarterbacks? Wasn't wild about them. Not real happy about them. So, you know what? The whole East to West Empire and all the entourage and all of that stuff, we're going to We're going to stop that at the gate. The minute you pull into this facility in Denver, all of that stuff. And oh, by the way, that post-apocalyptic truck, why don't we just, you know, slim that thing down too? And why don't you come in here and be one of the guys and get to work? And let me restore your Hall of Fame trajectory because that's where you were for a decade in Seattle. And especially early when you folded in and you assimilated with the rest. And there was the Legion of Boom and everybody else. And you did your job and you did it at a very high level. I think there is a reason that that Russell welcomed this. There's a reason that Russell wanted this. Not only because of the Drew Brees connection and that Drew Brees was the guy he idolized and obviously Sean got him to the Hall of Fame, but because I think when push comes to shove, Russ learned this year, he needs a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he needs somebody out in front of him that knows what he's doing, an adult in the room. And uh, the first tell will be the social media over the next few months because we know in the offseason he has loved his social media. And from his businesses to his escapades to everything that goes on in the offseason. So we'll get a pretty good tell here early. And as I said, my hunch is I think he'll be willing to submit to that leadership. That is everything you need to know. Uh, we do that quarter past every hour here on the new Brock and Salk show. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that last part. I think Russ will, but we're going to find out. I mean, I you know, he wanted Sean Payton. 
does he know what he's getting? Because I think he also thought last year he wanted all this freedom, et cetera. He wanted to be the guy, and it really backfired on him. So mm-hmm. did he learn? How did he learn? How does he handle it now? Uh, if he handles it the right way, I think he can restore a lot of his legacy. I don't know that it's too late for that. Yep. If he doesn't, then, you know, obviously that's going to be a huge challenge. And then ultimately, does he have the game? I mean, ultimately now. Or he's still going to have to play. See, I think Sean Payton came back for 90 million reasons. Right, and he didn't want to sit out another cycle. But ultimately, Sean Payton, if he fully believed that Russell could not do this, I don't think I don't think he'd have hitched his wagon to this either. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I, even for no, all of I, that, I agree with that because he's got a legacy as well. Yes, Although I'll does. tell you, one of the things I listened to some of that uh, Tom Brady Bill Belichick conversation yesterday. Did you listen to any of it? It's yeah, cool. you, yeah, it is cool. The Jim Gray podcast that yeah, Tom does. It's it's Brady's podcast. It gets Bill Belichick as a guest, and Belichick is. Um, a little more friendly than he is in some of his other media obligations. Let's just say that. Like, he's talkative. He goes on at nausea. Like, he just keeps talking. It's completely different. There's none of the <laughs> that you normally get whenever Belichick gets there. <laughs> like, he's choking on the microphone. Like, you don't get any of that. There's none of the <laughs> like he's like eating something. All right. All right. We want people to listen. Sorry. We talked yep. about this earlier, and I, uh-huh. I feel like Salk's like, taking it personally that Belichick doesn't treat him the same way he treats Tom Brady. Oh, no. It's not personal at all. <laughs> I totally know what I got in myself in for. And it's yes. not just me. It's literally everybody else. Yes. Um, but but it was cool listening to him. One of the things that I think it was Brady said was, because they, they're kind of getting into the, you know, who was better and the way that they thought people were maybe trying to tear them apart or whatever. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. true, but that's how they phrase it. And ultimately, Tom's like, look, Bill wouldn't have been a very good quarterback. I wouldn't have been a very good coach. Right. They they both needed each other to do the other thing. And they're both effusive in their praise for the other, which is great. And it's sort of nice to see whatever mending offenses maybe needed to occur has has happened. Um, but I was thinking about that with Russell a bit of like, yeah, man, you just got to be a quarterback. Yep. You got to be a leader, but you don't need to be the coach. Correct. And coordinator and play caller and, you know, lead the whole entourage and put it all on you and let's ride and build. No, just do your job. Just go back to doing your job. And I think that's ownership crew and give some credit to that new ownership crew that had to make this decision. You know, I think this was it was either Harbaugh or Peyton. Was it? I mean, everyone else also said no. I mean, like, did they make a decision or did they finally just start throwing money at a problem until it went away? I mean, it seemed like nobody else wanted the gig. Eh, Well, I don't think anybody wants the Indianapolis or Arizona gig. No, that's also true. Because those are still more vacant, too. That That is so crazy, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's pretty nuts. All right, we got some uh, ranking to do coming up here in a few minutes. It's Brock and Salk, Sales Sports on 710 and SalesSports.com. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle's Sports Station. Been thinking about Jeff Passan and what he uh, told us about an hour ago. He was, I think, fairly optimistic about the Mariners. And I love his thought that, hey, if you need to trade for a left fielder, they're fairly easy to find, right? If the Kelnick thing just doesn't work, he and I are very much on the same page about giving Kelnick an opportunity because of the skill set, because of the talent, and trying to see if you know you can get what you need out of him and, and giving him a last shot here uh, under the best possible circumstances. I think we kind of see that the same way. The other part of it, though, is he said, look, I, I understand Jerry's point that um, that that, you know, you didn't have Luis Castillo for the whole year, or Julio for the whole year, Raleigh for the whole year, Kirby for the whole year. So he sees an opportunity for them to improve. Mm-hmm. But he also says, well, what about the other teams? Right. Or what about your health? How is your health going to handle that? Right. Last year, you were totally healthy. 
Well, what about the other teams, too? I mean, like, is is Houston going to be? They were reasonably healthy in terms of their pitching last year. Uh, Texas went out and bought in a bunch of old guys, right, mm-hmm. with significant injury histories to pitch for their team. So I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure I'm I'm totally buying. Not that that's not a concern. It is. But you've got seven starters that you like right now. That's that's sort of how you account for that, right? Uh, yes, but you you did have a run of unprecedented health. It was amazing in that rotation. Yes, uh, after some years, by the way, of remember some of those years, and in, in, I think the Jack were those the Jack Z years, or were they? I think that was Jack Z, right? Where they had to like bring in people to try to figure out what's going on with these injuries. Like it was just overwhelmingly so. Mm-hmm. They had, and I think it was actually with with Scott in one of these early years where they had an unprecedented amount of injuries to the bullpen and the starting rotation. So they've seen both worlds. And, yeah, I think that that is why they've covered themselves a little bit. That is why they have made sure, Mike. And That's this is Jer- Jerry called them the wolf pack. There you go. Yes. And and that is why at every single turn, privately, publicly, the chance that you know, we get to see uh, some of these folks behind the scenes, what do they always say and have said from day one? Pitching, pitching, pitching. It's why they spent an entire draft class one year on nothing but pitching. Because they know in their park, and for them to compete in the, in the band box against Houston and, and down in Texas, and that ball flies in Anaheim as well, you better have some pretty elite stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I seem to think, and this is just my own total speculation without knowing for sure, but I seem to think that that price tag for around Ryan Reynolds or Br- Brian those, Reynolds, Brian, Brian we got, we got to get this out of your head. Ryan you know, Reynolds, the Ryan actor. Reynolds is good looking, by the way. That's <laughs> part of the problem. You think it's that you're distracted every time I say you think of Brady in his underwear yesterday, but every time I think Ryan Reynolds, I think that's a beautiful man. Wow. Yeah, I think he's like one of the most handsome men in the really? planet. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely. You sure so you're not confusing lively. him with uh, with the other guy? What's his name? Uh, I might be. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally yeah. blanking on his name, uh, but his Gosling. name is also Ryan. Uh, Gosling. Gosling. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, Ooh. they're both very good looking. I don't. Oh, I think I am. You think there's? A, <laughs> I think I women think, like both. But I think I think Brock Ooh, is no, thinking you're right. of Ryan Gosling, though. I am. Yeah. That's exactly. Ryan Gosling's more Brock's type. Yes, he is. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. A hundred percent. Yep. Ryan yep. Gosling is a little foul mouthed. Right. Ryan Gosling is yep, like yep. kind of no, it is kind of jacked. Yep. Right. A little bit yep. more traditional. Yep. Yep. Right. Chiseled. Yep. Ryan no, Reynolds it's a little bit yeah. more of the like Rock like comedic bad boy. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. There yes. you go. It is Brian. It is Ryan Gosling. Right. And I, from from this day forward, now we'll Will never forget that it's Brian Reynolds. Right. The reason they didn't get Brian Reynolds, even though I wanted Brian Reynolds, even fix that, even though. Divish wanted Brian Reynolds. I like that though. I've been working with Brock long enough to know, to know. that now you while know. he's confusing the name of the Pittsburgh Pirates center fielder with an actor, it's yep. the wrong actor culture. because he thinks a different actor is better looking. <laughs> Hashtag culture. Yes. You know your partner well. <laughs> Can we get this back on track? Mora, no, not after Mora, that. That, was, Mora, a, that you, was a wild ride. Mora, what you are going to need is you're going to need some tool, some mechanism like that pitch count to get us back on track. Yeah. I don't know if it's the horn. I don't know if it's a saying. Whatever you got to do, you got to click us back on track. Because I think ultimately the price tag for Brian Reynolds and for a star was was that pitching and was your quality pitching. And may have been Bryce Miller. and may have been you know too many of these arms that I'm sorry. We're not giving away. Because like Jeff, Jeff Passon said, we know that last year that is not a given. 
and that is unlikely to occur again. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to make sure we buttress this this staff. And if we have an oversupply of anything, it better be pitching. And they do. They At do. Least, uh, they do right week, now. A weekend, a week before we head or they head down to, to start pitchers and catchers. And, that, and that's without Matt Brash, right? Who they say is going to be a reliever this year. Kind of interesting the way they phrased that last week. By the way, I don't know if you caught that, but uh, Jerry said that they were planning to have Brash stretched out as a starter, but he chose to go to the WBC instead. Does that surprise you at all? If you're Matt Brash and you're basically given the choice, represent Team Canada. Or, you know, but be a reliever this year or give an opportunity to start. What do you take? Yeah, that's interesting. I'm kind of excited to talk to him. He's he's one of my mm-hmm. favorites. He's a thoughtful kid. Uh, he's enjoyable to talk to. He's got a nice sense of humor. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. You see, unlike Luis him when we're down there. Castillo, that is a partner of theirs. Right. He's their partner. When you give somebody an eight figure. Right. Matt Brash is not. He's not a partner. No. Yet. Nope. So Matt Brash has got to say, man, this is a pretty unique experience. And if my career goes the way I want it to go, the next time the WBC comes around, I may be more of a partner somewhere, or I may have more financial commitment, and that organization may say... This is his one time to do it, you mean? Exactly. I guess. I guess the flip side of that, though, is you want to be a starting pitcher and, you know, triple your money, triple your value, right? You heard Jeff Passan earlier in the last mm-hmm. hour talking about how much more valuable a starting pitcher is. Maybe he can't do it. But then don't mess around with adding more pitches in the offseason. If you want to be a starter, be a starter. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a reliever, fine. I have no issues with that. That's great if you think you can maximize your value there. But then work on throwing strikes, not adding a cutter. Right. Right. And is this uh, end-all, be-all? It's like either you're going to be stretched out to be a starter this year or you can never be a starter again? I, don't, I mean, maybe next year. I mean, right. but it, it does sound like their goal or the way they, they, they put it to him was one or the other, right? You can come in and be a starter and see what happens and, and maybe eventually go back to the bullpen. Or if you go to the WBC, it's as a reliever, and right. that's what you're going to do. Yep. I think the poll of that O Canada, I mean, that's a strong anthem. I'm going to say it's second to America. Like, it is a strong anthem out there. I mean, if you're just ranking the anthems. Just rank anthems. Like, just from, like, a completely objective point of view. Uh-huh. Without any patriotism oh, or favoritism, it. please don't do that. Don't do it. So I, I'm not going to say anything. I just I'm wondering if you would still rank it second. If yes. you were completely, totally Have objective, you ever ranked anthems like you did, like legitimate, like Maura Dooley ranked. Well, I mean, you... if we were to rank anthems, obviously Russia's anthem would be number one. Rough Riders' anthem would probably be number two, and then we'd kind of start digging into things like Oh Canada and some others. No, no, no. But... I'm talking about the the national anthems. Oh, you like, just said yeah. anthems. No, I'm you sorry. You said anthems. I, that's, I did. So Rough Riders, <laughs> that's not considered to be a legitimate anthem? No. Hmm. Maura, are you going to take issue with that? I have a problem with that. Yeah. Take some umbrage over there. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, we've been running this uh, promo from uh, Wyman and Bob just talking about how excited they are for the baseball season. And every time I hear it, I find myself nodding along. Uh-huh. Yeah. I am getting really excited and, and sometimes even shoehorning in a couple of baseball conversations every day mm-hmm. because I'm just starting to feel some of that pull to what we're going to see down in Peoria and some of the excitement level. Um, I, I, I want to see what these guys look like. I want to see Luis Castillo in person at spring training. I want to see Julio Rodriguez with a, you know, a full, he's not going to have the full spring because he's going to go play for uh, the team Dominican. But, mm-hmm. you know, I want to see what he's like now in a, in an entrenched position. 
I want to see Jared Kelnick, who has an awesome opportunity to go make something of this season and turn around his career that right now is going in the wrong direction. You know, I'm excited to see all you, those things. You know what I want to see, but more importantly, feel, and I'm and I'm curious if we will. This is one of the benefits of, of getting a chance to do this and do this job for a lot of years, as you and I have, is we've banked many of these trips down to Peoria. Mm-hmm. We have many experiences. We have many of those luncheons last week. Where it's, you know, okay, we're going to recrank this season up. We've been through some valleys, lots of them, uh, a couple peaks, and last year was an absolute mountaintop. I'm going to be very curious. Not, not even, you know, everything that you just said is right. And you want to see the talent. You want to hear the Teoscar Hernandez bat. You want to watch Julio's growth and development. Some of the Bryce Miller certainly has gotten some of the same hype that a Julio did last year going into this spring training. All of that's real. I want to see if we feel a difference, a legitimate instead of like, oh, you know, we're, we can do this or boy, we're pushing to this or, or we hope we get over. They did it. Mm -hmm. They made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They won a playoff series. They push Houston harder than anybody else did in the American league. And frankly, even the world series. I I mean, I don't think you're going to hear much of that. I no, 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 not here. I'm saying feel, feel. is it going to feel different rather than. I think we can versus we can. I don't know. It's a good question. I think what you're going to hear is it's a new season. We've got to start over. What we did last year doesn't matter. Correct. Yeah, it's nice to build off of it. We know we can do it, but we haven't proven Jack. And I mean, I think you're going to hear Certainly a will. lot of that messaging of starting over. Because you have to, because it is another 162 games, and you do have to make up some of that ground and do it all over again. And the other teams have gotten better. I mean, like nothing. But you remember is the difference. But you remember the difference yeah, because it was the same confidence. way. It was the same way with the other team in town. That you know they they had to grow, and then they got to the playoffs, and then they won a Super Bowl and everything else. But every year it was, hey, we start over. Like it's a new book. Chapter 18's done. Chapter mm-hmm. 20, it's done. But you, we could feel like the different when you go out there. Like, yeah, this is legit now. Like, this is not, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, like, they carry themselves a little bit. They differently. carry themselves differently. I think there you may see that with some of the confidence. rooks, right? Some of the young guys. Do you see that with Kirby and Gilbert and some of those younger guys Correct. that now have done it? I, I think so. Yeah, I think maybe you feel it from them. Uh, you know how you'll feel it when they start blowing us off. <laughs> you know what I mean? When they're like, "Oh yeah, I don't have time. See ya." Or don't even answer when you start talking to them. That's how you know they've made it and they really feel a great level of confidence. They're pretty well done with talking to the local media at that point. So if you see that, then you'll know that this team truly has a level of confidence. Now, I think some of those guys are just naturally um, pretty nice dudes. Like Mm -hmm. Paul Seawall's not going to be like that. Mm -hmm. That's just not how he's wired. I don't you think Bratch I mean? is that way. I don't think Cal Raleigh's that way. I don't think a lot of them are that way. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, it's a pretty good core. But, what? yeah, I don't know. Just, what, it, 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 do you think Julio's that way? Um, Julio is just feels like the joy of life. Just a kid. I, it will be fun to watch him transition. You do transition. And you're going to have to. To a, yes, it's just a, there's a and he's going to have to protect himself and he's going to mm-hmm. have to. I mean, things will change that that's he's now gotten paid. There's yep. money coming his way, et cetera. I am a, a little, lot more people that want a piece of him. Yeah. And I'm curious to see how he starts to handle that this year. Generally, those guys do start to cut out the local media in favor of the national media because of how it can grow their brand. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah, you know, we've seen it certainly in the NFL. Kind of curious to see if if Julio goes in some of that direction. I don't know where he'll be or or, or how he'll handle all of this. But uh, coming off of an off season, which he's received nothing but praise, it yep. should be interesting to kind of see where he's at. And certainly something we'll be monitoring as well. Where we're at is uh, that it's time to do ranked. 
Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. All right, time to do some ranked. Um, Brock, earlier today, we played the sound of Lewis Riddick saying that there was a Grand Canyon-esque gulf between Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Which took us down the Brady Bunch. It did. So we didn't rank Brady's or Bunches, but we are ranking oh. Grands. Oh. Grands ranked. Oh. Grands ranked. Now, there's not a lot of songs, and there's not a lot of sound. For today, so I'll see Brock if you can get some of these grams that we've thought of. For instance, if you're going to play a uh, concert, it's a grand piano. There you go, mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, in uh, Spokane, beautiful hotel. There is the Davenport Grand. There you go. Right next door here to the station, we've got a little uh, lunch spot. Grand Central Station. Well, bakery, but <laughs> yes. Named after, Of perhaps. course, in New York, there is Grand Central Station, yes. Mm-hmm. In Michigan. There's Grand Rapids, great little right. city. And here in Washington, Grand Cooley. Mm-hmm. Grand, Grand View. Grand View. Where there's yeah. a Heward Road. Right. One of the best spots in Washington. Probably a top road if we were going to do roads, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. And then Heward Road has nothing to do you with this generation. We have done roads. We have done roads. Roads? Randy Roads. No, nope, that, that wasn't an invitation. <laughs> we don't need roads. You said probably top road if we had done roads, End but you have road, done roads. Would today. you say that when I get going and really I'm so great at doing this that sometimes I get delusions of grandeur? grandeur? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say this whole segment is... I also feel like in the grand scheme of things, more you could kind of chill out about it. True. In the grand scheme of things, especially. Let's take the 30,000 foot view here. There are some songs. We don't have a lot. Here's Grand. I actually wonder if Brock's a fan of... Uh, that's Kane Brown. Brock, do you like Kane Brown? Mm, so-so. Oh, okay. I could just see you being a Kane Brown guy. I thought you know, that might be a yeah, sneaky one you'd know. kind of trying a little too hard. He is trying real. Do you know who yeah. this is? She's some kind of wonderful. Yeah, she is. She's, a, she's some kind of wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Where's the grand? <laughs> where's the grand? Yeah, where is it? I just heard some kind of wonderful. In the name of the band. Yeah, name of the band. Oh. Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> it's Grand Funk. Bro. <sighs> grand Funk. Bro. Darn it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Just good try. Mm. Uh, how about this one? Do you know this? Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Walking home from our house Christmas Eve. That'd be Grandma. Getting run over by a reindeer. So Grandma's in town, by the way. Oh, yeah? She, grandma Peg? Yeah. Uh, no, Grandma Peg, Grandpa Mike didn't make it. Okay. The other grandma. Gigi. There you go. What's up, Gigi? Am I going to get to see Gigi down in the... Uh, I hope so. Tra- now, I here's my so. question. Are we going to get Larry and Jane together with Papa and Gigi? Ooh. That seems like a disaster waiting to happen. Or a good ranked. <laughs> seems like a disaster. Hand time for the Fly grandparents. Center field indeed. Fly ball, center field and deep. Granderson still going back. Made the catch! That's Curtis Granderson, and you know what kind of mm. catch that was, Brock? Mm. Grand larceny. But here's a new twist. I ain't ready to go, bro. All I want is a show. This is Grand Larceny. 
iced tea for you. <laughs> little, Is he the Grandy Man? Iced tea. Curtis Grandison? Yes, the Grandy Man can. The Grandy Man can. <laughs> Duran Duran with the Rio Grand. You got Grand Theft Auto, the Grand Budapest Hotel, Grand Prix, the Grand Wailea, Disney's mm. Grand Californian and Grand Floridian, Grand Hyatt, Grand Slam. A lot of hotels there. Yeah. Wow. True. Love the Grand in there. I feel like those hotels, though, when they just put that in the name, it's almost like they're just sort of grandstanding. Did you? St- <laughs> <laughs> Dork. Of course, you got the Jeep Grand Cherokee and the Grand Wagoneer. Don't want to forget oh, those. Oh, Pontiac Grand Am. Yes, and Pontiac Grand Prix. Grand, they were Grand big Prix, into right? the Grands. The Buick Grand National. Remember that thing? Maybe that's why Pontiac's not around anymore. Too much Grand. Dodge Grand Caravan. Didn't you stay at the Grand Wailea? I did. Yeah, it was nice. It's a fantastic oh, awesome. hotel. Yeah. Oh. All right, it's time for the top five Grands of all time. Number five, Brock, the 100 Grand Bar. I don't have any sound, but the 100 Grand Bar is the most underrated candy bar. Yep. When you did your whole uh, DVOA value, yes, kind of confusing, but we all tried to follow along. I know, I tried. There's no question that, that bar, that was a grand, would be, to your point. It's got the most, it's the most filling of all the candy bars. I know Snickers, they talk about how satisfying it is, and I like the Snickers. Mm-hmm. But I think 100 grand will actually fill you up yeah, more than any crispy other candy bar. rice crispy. stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I will admit, as I get older, getting a little harder to eat. Huh? They're so hard and chewy. They're almost like drifting into Charleston Chew territory. But I love me a hundred grand bar. Okay. Number four. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Two hundred six Salk's grand backhand. <laughs> That's not. Yeah, good. I was thinking about that. That's a stretch. <laughs> That's do you realize? Stretch. Do you realize Justin Amora? That part of the reason the laser broke was because he has three hairs per pore. Per fall, yeah. yeah. Learn three that. Hairs Big pores. Can I tell you? Need a weed eater. I heard my name, but I've reached my limit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Number four, the Grand Ole Opry. Oh, yeah. big, big. Have you wow. been there? I have not. Really? Nope, I have not. It feels like some place you should go. Yeah. You could sing some of that country music. It's you're so fond of. Yeah, it's in Nashville. Yeah. It's in Nashville. I've been to the I've been to the Grand Ole Opry, and I've been to the uh, Opryland Hotel, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, surprise you. Could stand it everywhere you go, and there's country music. The Opryland Hotel. I was there for the winter meetings, actually, for oh. the baseball winter meetings. It was Very not cool. the best spot for it, but yeah. Very cool. So that's number four on this list. Number three from Sticks. Just remember that it's a grand illusion. Just keep inside, we're all the same. All the same. There's Sticks with Grand Illusion. Mm. A grand illusion. No comment on sticks. Brock's just going to let that one <laughs> He's going to let that hang. Not a big sticks fan? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I would think they're in your alley. Maybe not that song. Yeah. All right. Jim Tom Sula, not a fan <laughs> of sticks. What are you going to do? Uh, do you no- know who Jim Tom Sula is, Justin? Yes. Yeah. Do you know the sound we're referencing? No. <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> got a good it's mustache. Like, it's like when he got hired. It was like one of his big national... And he's asked about his coaching. Uh, yeah. Coach some. Uh, 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 what are you going to do? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Stupid. Number Ludicrous. two, and maybe, you know, this could have been with the uh, Grand Wailea, but just because of the sheer number of times I've stayed there, the MGM Grand. 
it is, of all the hotels built in that era, it's the one that's still going strong, still yeah. looks good. Huge. They've kept it updated. They've modernized Huge. it. They've rolled with the punches, changed with the times. And the MGM Grand is still oh, awesome. And Celine Dion was the best there. <laughs> She's not there. She's I at know. the season. I think I've stayed there uh, more than any other hotel in the world. Oh, I, there's no doubt of that for it's me. It's like the fourth biggest in the world, I believe. Yeah, it's huge. It's definitely the biggest in Vegas, right? And the biggest Matt, in, yeah. the, in the U.S. It is Massive. huge. I love it. I love it. I think place. I know what number one is. You do? I better. You think it's a Grand Slam? I already said that one. Grand Slam. No. Grand Salami nope. time, all that. No? The what? 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 Oh, you're thinking, Brock? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that could have been it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Do you even right. like sports? I just Do thought after... Do the, you even like sports? I just sports? thought after the incredible tribute to hip-hop that we all saw on Sunday night oh, that we should pay God. some homage... It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how... To I Grandmaster Flash. Under. Sorry. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under... Mora, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually kind of like, I'm glad Grandmaster Flash. Mora's like, yeah, actually, on my side there, thanks. <laughs> I'll, I'll never be in on ranked, but that's not a bad number one. <laughs> Let's go celebrate with some Grand Marnier. Time for us to go right. on that on that happy note. That was a bizarre show. Was it? Uh-huh. All right. Well, let's turn it over to Bump and Stacy. They'll bring some normalcy <laughs> to the equation. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Until then, the hey. Barnes. Hey, everybody. Hey.